Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer, strengthen me to declare the word to your people. Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands one more time. This morning, as I stand before you, there is a indeed a heaviness but it's a different type of heaviness in this room I believe that the word is going to break up some ground amen please people of God let us remember that we are in the year of the builder We need to remove what was. Here's the thing about building God's people. Many of us are trying to build things without clearing the building site. Somebody heard me in the spirit. Said many of us are trying to build things without clearing the building site. As a matter of fact, our Lenten season begins on this Ash Wednesday. Lent is a 40-day journey. 40 days we have two seasons of the year paramount in the church, the Lenten season and the Advent season where we get an opportunity to anticipate and get it right. This Lenten season, beginning Wednesday, is a time of repentance, release, realignment, rededication. As a matter of fact, because, you know, too often in the church we have shouted without working, We have said thank you without actually wanting to do. During our Lenten season, team has prepared a Lenten journal that everyone can go on. Lenten journal here, 40 days, 40 writing prompts, times where you can spend with the Lord. They'll make it available on all of our social media and place and stuff that it's supposed to be. But I need you to be mindful of something, people of God. The building site is your heart. I said, the building site is your heart. 
Some of us went into the year of the builder and you were like, cool, I'm coming out of debt. Great, I'm going to get this together and that. But the building site is your heart. Your mind, will, emotions, intellect, and your imagination. Therefore, if there is anything in your heart that should not be, it needs to be removed. It's important, though, that we stop doing surface removal. Elder Alfred, we do surface removal. You know, we want to remove the stuff that people can see. Mm -hmm. Get a new suit, new hair. Huh? New filters. Find a new filter on TikTok. New Instagram filter. That does not change the heart. Surface, surface, surface. We're working on these surface things, people of God. You look prosperous. You look happy. You look like things are going well. And let me tell you something. As I was sitting there listening to worship, Marketplace, we are a birthing house. Anything that needs to come forth. I know that's what we do. But the problem is, hear me, listen closely. So many people get to the place where they're like, I don't want to go through all that excavation. Just make it look better to them. I don't want to go through all of that uprooting. Can't you just build on top of my brokenness? Here is the thing about surface clearing. Watch this. If you only clear what's on the surface, you limit the stability of the foundation. I'll do it again. If you only clear what is on the surface, you limit the stability of the foundation. So we spent weeks dealing with this narrative of the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman, people of God, who almost missed her encounter. Truth be told, some of us have almost missed it. And here's what arrests me as I stand before you this morning. If God hadn't have been persistent with her, she would have walked away not knowing. You're not hearing me. I said, if God hadn't been persistent with her. One more time. I said, if God hadn't been persistent with her. Another time. If God hadn't been persistent with her. I, I don't get it. Uh, she had an encounter with the Lord, not because she had her act together. She had an encounter with the Lord, not even because she was focused, not because she was consistent, not because she was doing the right thing, not even because she was attentive to his voice. Do you know why she had an encounter with the Lord? Because he didn't give up. 
truth, thank you, Jesus. Truth is that for many of us sitting right here, you act like you want to, you be all cute, I don't care. Truth is God didn't give up on you. It's not that you didn't give up on him. It's not that you did everything right. You weren't persistent or consistent. You've done a whole lot of wrong even in the first couple days of this year. But God did not give up on you. Thank you, Jesus. I am so grateful that when I wasn't acting right, the Bible puts it like this, while we were yet sinners. This woman, this woman, this woman, this woman was busy talking about the well and the Lord was trying to get her to living water. Thank you, Jesus, for not giving up on us. It was his grace. It was his mercy. See, some of y'all missed them points. We think it was our good dance. No, 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 no. Our righteousness is but filthy rags. God didn't give up on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason that we still got breath in our body is because God said, give him another day. Give him another chance to get this thing right. The only reason you can lift up your hands is because of grace. The only reason you can shout is because of mercy. And let me tell you, let me tell you, it's his grace and his mercy from the fountain of his love that is on complete display in our lives. I need somebody to think about how messed up you've been. Huh? Lord, you on complete display. <laughs> See, uh, I, uh, yes, Lord. We even need to go here. Sometimes when we're, when we're complaining about where people aren't, huh? They ain't here. They ain't there. Truth is, the fact that they remain is his grace and mercy on complete display. Okay, I'm about to help us because I got to break some stuff up. I got to break some stuff up this morning. This person ain't right, and that person ain't right, and this person ain't living right, and that person ain't living right. But watch this. Don't think that you see something that God don't see. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if God is allowing them to yet remain, that means that we have no right to pull back grace when God's still extending it. Okay, 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 okay. They, this ain't right, and that ain't right, and that. I've done it. I've been there. Oh, I'm about to break some stuff. I've been there. I've been there. I've talked about this is wrong, and, and that is wrong, and this needs to get fixed. But let me tell you something. If God still has them here, he's waiting on them to turn from. Stop being so judgmental when you wanted somebody to be patient with you. Remember, it's also important as consecrated builders that we don't miss the blueprint of God's will for our life. Listen to me, because I'm going somewhere today. I'm going to be in Acts 10 in just a second. I'm going. We cannot say, we cannot say that we're pleasing God when we accept division. Okay. Okay. Help me, God. Do this. We cannot say that we are pleasing God when we accept division. Hold on, hold on, Bishop. The Bible divides, it divides sin from righteousness. The precision of the word of God is a scalpel that is so sharp that it can remove the sin from a person keeping them intact. 
So as people of God, stop thinking that being divisive on the grounds of social means, okay, we're going to teach today, on the grounds of socioeconomic class, that's not God. So I'm telling you, some of us are going to be real frustrated with heaven when you get there and everybody don't look like you. Gonna be real mad at heaven when you get there and it ain't your favorite song playing 24-7. We're at a time where we are quick to write people off. I said people. We're quick to write people off. We deem that our reason is legitimate and we're done. We determine we can no longer handle a relationship with certain people and we're done. Some of us heard this, I'm removing what was, and you went through your friend list and you went, you, 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 but you, you failed to remove doubt, fear, disbelief, nastiness, anger, aggression, strife. You let those jokers stay, but you removed people. Here's the truth. They did what you think they did. Oh, okay. They did it. They said it. Sure did. You know how you think they feel about you? Yep. Their actions caused you pain. Mm -hmm. Their actions caused you to get out of character. Correct. However, I'm making it to my text. Trust me. The litmus test, listen to this statement if y'all don't hear nothing else I'm about to say. The litmus test for separation is not our will, but the Lord's. In other words, I don't get to cut you off because I feel like it. I don't even get to cut you off because you hurt me. I know I done seen all the Facebook prophets. Anybody who robbing you of your peace, cut them off. Really? Anybody who gonna take your joy in 21, you need to be over them. Really? You've been robbing the Lord for years. He didn't cut you off. I just can't take it. You right in your flesh. You can't. You are absolutely correct. The litmus test for separation, though, because the Lord did tell them at times to shake the dust off their feet. But watch this. He told them to do it after certain criteria, not after their feelings was hurt. The litmus test for separation is not our will, but the Lord's will. Truth is, many of us are in no place to hear or decipher the will of God. You in no place, talking about the Lord said. No, you in no place. Explain. If you're unwilling to hear from God regarding the cause of their behavior, you're not ready to cut nobody off. I'm going to Acts 10. Trust me, just follow me. If you're unwilling to hear from God regarding the cause of their behavior, 
you're not prepared for separation. Number two. Because watch this. If God tells you why they did it, and watch this, you can still remove either you wrong or they. Oh, yeah, okay, let me go. Number two. You're unwilling to see or accept what God is doing in their lives. Hear me? Somebody can be hurting me, but I see God working. I'm trying to figure out why I always got to be the one who endures. Why? I mean, that's like Jesus saying, why I got to go to the cross. When it comes to the miraculous, we want to walk in the character of God, but when it comes to forgiveness, we don't. When it's time to be free from sickness, oh, now you want the character of the Lord to show up. But when it's time to be free from bitterness, when you want to be free from debt, now you want to reach in the fish's mouth. But when it's time to be free from unforgiveness, okay, okay. Here's the last one, number three. Many of us are outside of God's will ourselves. There are times where you got to shake the dust off your feet. But the decision is not ours. It's his. The decision is his. The consecrated builder, listen to me. The consecrated builder needs to walk in the will of God only. Watch it. Not my will, your will be done. So in our text, in Acts 10, we've already dealt with the woman. Now I got Peter. Peter, oh, he's a, he's a wonderful Jewish man. Huh? Peter, he has seen God's power. He has the keys. The Lord had told him, whatsoever you bind on earth can be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth can be loosed in heaven. Peter! Peter was the one who stood up and, 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 and taught this wonderful message in Acts 2. Peter. Peter had done so many great things, but you know what we don't like to say about Peter? Peter was racist. leaving the room and the Lord said to Peter I can't advance my kingdom with you acting like that okay so the Lord had to oh y'all don't want to talk about it huh this is how you keep the flow of the miraculous in the house you break up divisions Peter was like, I need the church to stay Jewish. Peter only wanted to associate with people who were just like him. Peter didn't want the church to look no other way than what he was comfortable with. The Lord had to check him. Peter! Watch this. 
Acts 10, man, I know, I know what I just said then bothered somebody, but I want a church to look like heaven. I don't want a west side church. I don't want a west side church and an east side church. No. I said, I want the church to look like heaven. Huh? I said, I want it to look like heaven. You preaching this because it's black history? No, it's just right here. I'm telling y'all to remove what was. As a matter of fact, okay, Lord, there are some people who could help you get out of your pit, but you won't let them because they don't look like you. I'm going to teach. I promise I am. On the following, yeah, I said that. I said that. I said that. I, said that. I know. We need to support black mm. We need to support black businesses. Well, I support businesses who do quality business. Black, blue, purple, orange, green, don't make chartreuse, striped, polka dot, don't make me no difference. I, and truth is, we supporting folk that got bad moral compass, we supporting folk that don't do good business, who rob, who cheat, who steal, so you can stick out your chest and say, I support black business. But you don't even support your church. How does he talk like that? He's black. I know what I am. It's permanent. On the following day, oh, I'm going to break this up. Oh, I'm going to break it up. Because, see, when we lay hands on the sick, I don't want there to be no divisions. I said, I'm going to break it up. That's what I said. I'm going to break it up. Because I don't want the folk from East Dayton to be like, we can't come over there. Because there's some sick folk in East Dayton that could get healed in this room. Huh? There's some sick folk in the north that could come in here and get healed and delivered and set free. But as long as we're trying to do be this exclusive, good old boy, non-biblical, non-Holy Ghost filled, old black church on the west side that doesn't bootleg and can't you, don't you, and why don't you try? We are not going to be the kingdom like that. The kingdom of God is excellent. The kingdom of God is holy. The kingdom of God is righteous. The kingdom of God is orderly. The kingdom of God is not bootleg. And the kingdom of God is not black, white. It is not Asian. It is not Chinese. The kingdom of God is the people of God. Anybody want to be mad at me today? This is a good day. No problem. On the following day, he, that's Peter, entered Caesarea. Now, Cornelius, I'm about to show y'all, was waiting for him. Waiting for him. Called together his relatives and close friends. Because I know somebody's listening to me right now on Facebook. One of them super, you know, woke Facebook people. They super, super woke. You burning sage and got unks in your house and think you black. <laughs> super woke. You super woke. Wouldn't know African history if it slapped you upside the head. But you super woke, though. 
When Peter, matter of fact, we need to know revival history because the greatest revivals of our time weren't black, weren't white. They were unified. Go study Azusa. You know why the world didn't like Azusa? Because, go read it. In the newspaper, it said, what are the black folks and the white folks and the rich and the poor and the immigrants and the men and the women and the children? How are they all getting full of the Holy Ghost? When Peter entered Cornelius, met him and fell at his feet, Peter walks in Cornelius' house. Cornelius drops down to his knees and starts worshiping. Watch. Peter raised him up. Peter raised him up saying, stand up. Watch. I too am just a man. Bishop, you said a minute ago that he was racist. Watch. Verse 26 is as the result. It is the result of the Lord working with him. Because the Lord had to trouble Peter in a dream to show Peter you wrong. See, watch this. Listen to me, before you cut somebody off, before you quick to be done with them, God is working with people in areas that you can't even see. So before you be done with somebody, you need to let God work. All Cornelius knew was he needed the Lord. And all Cornelius knew is that he hoped Peter would come because there are people who believe in your anointing even though they're afraid of you. There are people who believe in your anointing even though they have a preconceived notion of you. There are people who believe in your anointing even though they have been told not to invite you. Peter raised him up. I to him just a man. As he talked with him, he entered and found many people assembled. Look at 28. Here we go. And he said to them, you just so I can prove and y'all think I ain't making up theology. You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew to associate with a foreigner or to visit him. Is that in y'all's Bibles? Look at this. And yet. Come on, I'm removing what was. And yet God has shown me. Lord, I want to run out of here. God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. In other words, Peter just by virtue of their nationality was calling people unholy. Just by virtue, help me God, of their affiliation, he was calling them unholy. Like I see some of you doing now. Every Democrat ain't right. And every Republican Ain't wrong. Holy Spirit, I can't hear y'all. You calling people unholy and you don't even know them. Call them unholy simply because of their affiliation. That's like you walking into a neighborhood and because you dark skinned, they automatically think that you're going to rob the place. That's not the way it is, people of God. Peter was calling people unclean and unholy simply because of who they were. 
simply because of their affiliation. And what did he say? God has shown me. God has shown me. I know I watched some of you making these blanket statements, making these absolutes. Huh? And we're getting that. But it's not blanket. It's not absolute. There are some people, listen, who can't help how God made them. Oh, get me? Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about race, class, gender. Not what we switch to. I just want to make sure I'm clear for everybody listening to me. We, we good? I'm going with God. Huh? This is the way I came. I just want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not mad at nobody. Watch. And I don't have no phobias neither. But what God has shown me, I can't call. Not on these bases. Listen to me. I call sin, sin. Don't play. Because see, now we in a time, okay, Lord, man, now we in a time where we twisting the scriptures. I know, I know, I know. We twisting them. We making them say what we want them to say. We, we, we twisting them. No, sin is sin. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Huh? But here's what I'm trying to say to you. Peter didn't want to go in this man's house because he wasn't Jewish. And that, people of God, is racism. He said, God has shown me. Peter, despite the history, let me work on this verse. I got one more verse and I'm through. Because I know, I can see the whole room is itching. And don't talk to me about what I don't understand. You're too young to understand. My father had crosses burned in his front yard. He was ran out of town with the threat of murder to himself, my sister, and his wife. The clan told him they would kill them all. But a real leader is able to say, that person's bad because of what's in them, and all are not. Okay, we don't always oh, mad mad in here now. Let's do this. Peter had a legitimate history. Peter had legitimate tradition. Peter, there were people who had said and done some crazy things. But what Peter came to the revelation of is, I'm wrong. Peter was connected to the will of history. Peter was connected to tradition. He was connected to his will. And God had to show him, you're wrong. There's some historical realities that we can learn from, but that should not be future realities. Some of us have to come to grips with everybody ain't bad just because that person is. That's like people who say, I'm done with the church. 
because the church they went to hurt their feelings. And if they were really honest, it wasn't even the church they went to. It was one person on one Sunday who said something they didn't like. Now, they're all over the world telling everybody how the whole church, wait a minute, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So just because Sister Spoon in church number A on second in Ludlow hurt your feelings, that does not mean that the body of Christ is bad. I ain't going to sing in the choir. Because all the choir members is crazy. No, no. You was in a crazy choir. I ain't fooling with these preachers. All these preachers want your money. No, you gave your rent check to that last preacher. Lord hadn't said nothing to you. And you poured a bottle of old olive oil in your mailbox. Because they told you that a check was coming in the mail. Nothing came. Now you don't believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. You don't believe in prophetic declaration because you came under a false teacher and now you make a blanket statement. No, you got an old crazy person who work in the next cubicle next to you. She don't like you, but now everybody in your whole job don't like you. No, no, no. The person in the cubicle next to you dealing with a demon of low self-esteem, that demon of low self-esteem causes them to lash out. And because you got a demon of anger, your anger and they low self-esteem get into it every Friday right before quitting time. Now you all over Facebook talking about everybody who work in the HR department's a devil. No, you can't hear God and they don't want to. Are we actually willing Listen to me. I want y'all to be honest. I only got one more verse. Are you willing to be shown different? Okay. See, somebody go catch. I said, are you willing to be shown different? Or are you fixated on what was? Huh? In psychology, there are stages of development. And when you see someone who seems immature, watch this, listen to me, I'm teaching. When you see somebody who seems immature, a good psychologist would say that they have a fixation, which means they have become stuck at a particular level with an inability to mature. <sighs> Every stage of life has Watch this, hurdles that you have to overcome. But if trauma takes place in a stage, you can become fixated in the stage that the trauma takes place in. Okay, therefore, watch this, if you go through trauma as an infant, you become fixated in the maturity of your infancy. So now you 40. But fixation makes you act like a little kid because the trauma didn't allow you to mature. But if any man be in Christ, okay, let's go back. So what we do is, good smart people, 
we start saying this just the way I am and this just a generational curse and it gonna never change no 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 no. let me tell you something I'm pulling you out of that fixation this morning you ain't got to act like that if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things have passed away and truth is some of you are fixated huh huh you respond like a five-year-old and you 50 and the reason that you respond like a five-year-old is because the trauma that took place at five has not allowed you to mature to actually even be able to converse. This is why you got grown men and women who still throw tantrums. This is why you got 60 and 70-year-old people on social media still clapping back. They're fixated and they haven't become a new creature in Christ. So back to my question, oh, I'm helping. Are you willing to be shown different? Or are you fixated on what was? Let me give you four questions. Let me give you four questions that I want you to be honest with. One, Am I in a place where God can show me? Am I in a place where God can show me? That's a heart question. It's a heart assessment. I don't know. I'm trying to get this relationship right with my spouse, and I just don't think, wait a minute, are you in a place where God can show you that you're wrong? It's a hard assessment. If you want to remove what was, are you even in a place? Hard assessment. Mind, will, emotions, intellect, imagination. Where you, because see, watch this. The Lord had to get Peter in a spot before, because watch, we'll get here. I'm going to take my time through this text, but we'll get here. Peter actually taught a word and everybody in the house got full of the Holy Ghost. But if Peter would have continued to be racist, he never would have went. There is some victories that you can only win when you get over yourself. I said, There are some victories that you can only win when you get over yourself. Number two, am I cultivating habits where God can show me? That's a regimen assessment. Let me do number one again. Am I in a place where God can show me? That's a hard assessment. Number two, am I cultivating habits where God can show me. That's a regiment assessment. What do you mean? Do I have habits that keep me pure or do I have habits that pollute my hearing? You cannot wake up in the morning, turn on the new Jasmine Sullivan and then expect that you're about to go into prayer. But she can sing. Mm. Go read the lyrics. And no wonder why you got wondering eyes. I'm not coming against her. She's connected to the age. 
used to bash people who, you know, sin. I'm not bashing. Lord, please give me audience with those who need you. Huh? But she released a record called Hotels. And it was the saints talking about this the bomb. Somebody want me to shut up today. Because some of y'all listen to it on the way to church. But never let someone's skill cloud you to their brokenness. Am I cultivating habits where God can show me? That's a regimen assessment. Do my regiments keep me pure? Or do my regiments cloud my hearing? Number three. I know some of y'all listening to me on the social medias. That's okay. Um, it's all right. Because I know this might be somebody last time listening to me. I can't believe. That's fine. But listen, we need to stop calling right wrong and wrong right. And the reason that some people don't repent is because there's compromise in the pulpits. It's all right. Everything's okay with him. He got drunk with me. I was in the club with him. And that does not make your leader relatable. That makes them compromised. Number three. Am I studying so God can show me? This is an important one. That is a focus assessment. Let's go back. Number one. Am I in a place where God can show me? That's a hard assessment. Number two, am I cultivating habits where God can show me? That's a regiment assessment. Number three, am I studying where God can show me? That's a focus assessment. What do you mean? Some of us go to the word to prove ourselves right instead of going to the word to face the mirror of our own hearts. You open the Bible to validate that you write instead of saying, God, show me. What you, what you studying for? Because you want to tell somebody off? Are you proof texting? Peter, listen, people of God, somebody is waiting on you to go to their house. Somebody is waiting on you to speak a word into their life. Somebody is waiting on you to make the first step. And we can't keep saying, they don't look like me, they don't worship like I do, that ain't my favorite song. No, that is bigotry. It's unpopular on this Sunday, but we shouted just last week over miracles. And you want to know why the miracle happened? Do you want to know why we saw signs and wonders? It was because we were on one accord. The whole room stopped and focused on the thing that should not be. 
But now, one Sunday removed, in a sober, sick atmosphere, sick with the Holy Ghost, now y'all want to get tight because I want to remove the rest of it. Number one, am I in a place where God can show me? Two, am I cultivating habits where God can show me? Three, am I studying where God can show me? Here's four. This is the one. Ooh, boy. Am I worshiping where God can show me? I don't get it. That's a motive assessment. Are we using worship? Hear me. And when I say worship, any form of worship. Your giving, that's worship. Your, your, your work in ministry, I'm on this team, that's worship. Your serving, that's worship. Your singing, singing is actually an outgrowth of worship. The song is not the worship itself. I sing because I worship. See, watch this. Worship is a character before an action. And so the question is, watch this, am I worshiping where God can show me? What do you mean? Is the work that I do birthed out of a legitimate hunger to be close to God, or am I just doing this to, to show people? Huh? Did you run and give your giving so that you could go back and say, I sure did give today? Keep that money. You think that the check that you write is going to make or break the kingdom? Oh, I'm saying it. As if God can't work unless you individually show bad self. Like, like God's whole work going to break down based upon your disobedience. Hear me? It's a motive assessment. Many of us, we done been to the altar a million times and don't have an altar, altar in our heart. Ran laps to be seen, not because of no legitimate victory. Shouted to show your footwork, but you wasn't really praising. Hollered to be heard, but not because you were operating in triumph. Are you in a place where God can show you? Here's, here's, here's what our focus must be. God, show me where I'm wrong so I can walk in your will. Now look at Peter's stance after being shown. This is my last verse. That is why I came. Without even raising any of y'all. Peter says, because I've been shown I was obedient without objection. Do y'all hear me? I came without objection because I know better. If you're still objecting, you haven't been shown. Matter of fact, without objection. That word objection right there means no speech or act of disapproval. No speech 
or act of disapproval. And this is how God showed me. He said, if every time you do it, you're grumbling, if every time you do it, you're still complaining, you're still murmuring, oh, I'm helping somebody. If, 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 if you are still, you know, cussing under your breath, talking about I can't stand they here. No. Peter could have allowed his history to govern him like we often do. Or his traditions like we often do. Peter could have been governed by the racial division of his day like we often are. Peter could have been governed by social divisions, religious divisions. Huh? You cogent. You Methodist. You Baptist. Oh, you non-denominational? You don't know your denominational theology well enough to have your nose turned up in anybody for claiming no label. And most of the people who go to a particular church with a particular denomination don't even know what that denomination means in the first place. They go there because they like that church. So he was walking by that voice. That's the type of faith we got to have. Whose voice you walking by? I'm seeing restoration. But you're not going to operate in God if you keep walking by the voice of history. The voice of tradition. Huh? What are we going to do? When Brittany started that, that last song, when she sang the medley, she starts singing. See, I, I teach a dating Christian, and they sing that song during chapel. Dating Christian is predominantly a majority culture institution. So when she starts singing, it was like, oh, yeah, I know that. But my ear got tuned to how foreign that was to the house. Oh, I'm because in the West Side, African American experience, if she would have started off, what you know about Jesus, he's all right. What you know? They were like, that's right. So we have a historical normative expression in which we get our definition of worship through our history, not through reality. So when a song goes forth that could have broke the chains of your current bondage because your ear was only tuned to your stylistic preference, you was like, oh no. then what happens is many worship leaders want to rebuke the congregation. Y'all ain't really worshiping. It's not that they're not worshiping. It's that you have put something in the atmosphere that is foreign to their history. 
I want a church. Watch this. That hear God. I don't care what the, what the tune is. Hear. Huh? Because watch this. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. Not in the B minor seventh, you know, that chord that we like. Not in the four. Huh? Not, not in that, ooh, you playing. That's like, it's like, man, no. You ought to be so tuned to Jesus, you hear his name and go, thank you. Hmm? When I was in the Dominican Republic, the chief language of the Dominican Republic is Spanish. And the first night we got there, they had us in a cabin. Everybody's trying to find their surroundings. And they had paired us with a Dominican who spoke English. And he was one of the worship leaders. And he said, hey, you guys got all settled. Do you want to worship? It's like, all right. And he got his guitar. And he began to worship in English. Now, some of his Dominican brothers and sisters don't speak English. Oh, Lord. But when they heard the sound of worship, they came over and lifted up their hands. Because it didn't even matter what language it was in. I hear, oh, I hear worship. I've come to participate in worship. So they put up their hands. I don't care what language you sing that song is. You talking about the king. People of God, I'm challenging you. If we're going to remove what was, watch this. God wants you to move into this next thing without objection. When I get done with this Decide series, leading up to Resurrection Sunday, I'll be done with this Decide series here in just a second. And when I get done, you know what we're going to talk, start talking about? Uprooting. Once we made a decision, now we're going to uproot. I mean, we're going to get way down in the dirt and break up stuff that's deep. But you'll never uproot anything if you never hear God. That's why the decision is first. Willing and then obedient. Because when we start uprooting, there's some stuff in the soil you don't want to see. And just because it's compacted doesn't mean it's not dangerous. 
I said, just because it's compact, it don't mean it's not dangerous. There are things that, watch this, seem to be solid. They just can't handle weight. I'm going to pray for you. I'm really through. He won't let me go past that verse, so I'm not going to. I knew it this morning. That's it. Y'all got y'all's questions? Anybody challenged this morning? Because I know in the spirit, I can hear some of y'all conversations in y'all's home. Blanket conversations. All of them. They all crazy. No, they not. Oh, yeah, I said it. They not all crazy. You're robbing yourself of fruitful relationships with people who just don't do it the way you do. Hmm? I love music. Love music. I was listening the other day to Bill Withers live, Carnegie Hall. Watch this. And Bill Withers live, Carnegie Hall. If y'all don't know who Bill Withers is, that's on you. Y'all good. Ain't no sunshine when he gone. Lean on me. Bill Withers. Carnegie Hall. And Deacon Sanders, I was listening to him, and he was celebrating his band. Hey, man, I want to give a shout-out to my band. And this man took a good three to five minutes to celebrate the triangle thing. He said, man, let me tell you, they play that triangle like nobody can play a triangle. I ain't never heard nobody play. I'm thinking the triangle. I mean, dude was celebrating the triangle. I ain't never heard nobody play a triangle like this. And I thought to myself, I looked at the record and I opened it up and I saw the image of the triangle player. Sitting there attentive. And I thought, that's it. So willing to be in their lane and nobody else's. When Bill Withers was writing these songs, wasn't no, no black punk bands putting triangle players in them. They getting up at Carnegie Hall to do a funk concert. Can you imagine? My man's come out. Because I don't have to be like you to be on stage. I don't have to be like you. I don't have to walk by the beat of your drum. There is a spot for me being who I am. I don't have to assimilate to who you want me to be. I'm going to sit here and allow God to elevate me by being who I am called to be. I don't have to be you. I don't have to do it like you. He's going to elevate me in my lane. He's going to elevate me in my call. He's going to elevate me in my anointing. Some of you trying to get credit in the album of the kingdom, but you playing somebody else's instrument. You upset. Huh? God's like, I didn't, I didn't call you to play that instrument, but that's the one I want to play. But watch this. When you got a good leader of the band, he'll celebrate you 
even when you think your contribution is minimal. But the leader of our band is Jesus. That's where we get upset. Alfred, we wait no man to celebrate us. The Lord is like, I got you. I'm the leader of your band. I'll celebrate you. You mad? You wanted likes and shares? When the Lord was like, I know your name. That should be good enough. Bow your heads. Father, thank you. God, we got some stuff in our soil that is causing us some difficulties. Give us the strength to remove what was. To not be a racially divided church. To not be a socially divided church. Show us, God, what we do not see. Open our eyes.